Hello, and welcome back to the Urology Care Podcast, the official podcast of the Urology Care Foundation. Our guest is Dr. Courtney Rowe, a pediatric urologist at Connecticut Children's Medical Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Dr. Rowe is part of their YouTube series titled Don't Freak Out, where she explains some kids' urology issues people often don't talk about. In this podcast episode, Dr. Rowe talks about how to know if your child's penis size is healthy and advice for parents and caregivers on this topic. Let's get started. All right. Hi, and welcome back to the Urology Care Podcast. I'm here with Dr. Courtney Rowe, and I will have her introduce herself for everyone. So hi, I'm Courtney Rowe, and I am a pediatric urologist at Connecticut Children's. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Rowe, we're excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, and we are here to talk about, is your child's penis size healthy? Um, so we're going to go into some details and hopefully answer some people's questions that they may have regarding this topic. So let's first start with what does a healthy penis look like? So I am always um, surprised how many parents are curious or worried about their child's penis and whether or not it's healthy. Um, I think that uh, when we kind of think about penises in general, I like to think more about how they function healthily and as opposed to how they look. And I think the tricky thing in kids is mostly all we're able to do is look at them because they're not really doing the function that they're supposed to be doing. But if you think about adult penises, what makes a healthy penis is that it is able to pee, right? So you're able to get the urine out and pee. And in our society for adult men, that means typically peeing, standing up in a urinal. Now, I always point out that that's medically ne- that's not medically necessary. So I sit down to pee and I'm totally safe. Uh, but it is socially nice for men in our society to pee in a urinal. So that's one aspect. The next aspect is sexual function. And this is always really tricky for parents, right? You're not thinking about your baby or your toddler or your young child as functioning sexually. But that is one of the functions for a healthy penis. So you want to be able to have, you know, healthy sexual interactions. Um, and there's a whole range of what a healthy sexual interaction is. But, but you know, it includes being able to get an erection, being able to ejaculate. And if, and if penis users choose, um, having penetrative intercourse. And I always say, you know, most of the things that you'd want to have sex with are straight. So it means a straight enough penis to have sex. Um, and then the last thing, and this is important, is a nice enough looking penis. Now, what a nice looking penis means can be pretty different, um, but it is a function of the penis that you want it to look nice. Uh, you want to be be happy with that part of your body. You want to be proud of it. Um, and you want to be satisfied with the appearance as well. So a little bit of the function, a little bit of the aesthetics. And I think one of the hardest part about being a parent is that when your baby is first born, you're not really able to see how the sexual function is going to be. And you're not really able to see how the urinary function is going to be either. All really great points. Thank you for that explanation. Um, so let's go a little bit into an overview of some of the medical terms for boys' bodies and what that looks like. Understanding penis anatomy is really helpful if you look at it. So if you Google the penis, you can come up with a diagram of just what it looks like on the inside. So the penis is made of three tubes. There are two tubes on the top that form the erection. And I think of those and describe those as two balloons that fill with blood to make the erection. And then underneath them, there is the urethra or the P tube. 
And that's the, the tube that urine uses to exit the bladder and exit the penis. Um, the penis is then anchored to the pubic bone, so kind of anchored to that, that um, firm bone, kind of right at the base of your pelvis. Um, and then around all those functional structures is the skin. So that's the foreskin that kind of goes over the head um, and the foreskin that's removed with the circumcision procedure if families choose that. Thank you. That was a, a really interesting uh, overview, and it's great to, to see it on the screen for people who are watching. Um, so why do some parents worry about the size of their child's penis? So I think that's a really interesting question. And I have a lot of parents who come into my clinic very worried about the child's penis size. Um, I think it probably comes down to just how our society focuses a lot on penis size. And there's a really big disconnect with the focus on that in society versus how physicians think about it. Um, people really worry a lot about whether or not a penis is big enough or look looks okay. And for physicians, what we really find is that as long as a penis is functioning well, usually that that person and and their partners and their experience is really good. Um, and so we really find that you know the size of the penis doesn't matter nearly as much as whether it does its job, as long as it's is it's a it's a functional piece of equipment that you can pee out of that that gets erections that you can use for the functions you want to use it for most people are really happy with their penis, as are their partners. So I think parents are worried because of that kind of societal perception. Um, but we as, we as physicians find in our practice that as long as the penis is working, pe people are pretty happy with it. And so what are some of the reasons why a child's penis may look small? So there are two really common reasons. Um, the first one has to do with the anatomy, and that's where I think like those diagrams are really helpful just to sort of understand what things look like on the inside. Um, so if you remember, the penis structures are anchored to the pubic bone right here, um, and they, they're anchored there because in adulthood, when you're getting erections and when you're using the penis for sexual function, you don't want it to be flopping around. So if you've got these these kind of like three tubes filled with blood with two of them filled with blood and it weren't anchored on something it would just flop a little bit during sexual function so the anchoring is really important and really useful for function but it means that the penis is sort of a fixed size and a fixed location within the body what that means is that if you carry a little bit of extra weight over that pubic bone that weight that little bit of fat in the area is going to kind of push the skin up around, and you're going to see less of the penis on the outside of the body than on the inside. The, the penis is the same. So it's the same length, same penis, you know, all the internal functional structures are the same, but carrying more weight in that pubic area, um, kind of like that front of pubis area that people talk about, more weight there is going to make the penis look smaller because it's kind of hidden by all that extra weight around. The penis is not actually smaller. It's the same size no matter what, but you're going to see a little bit less of it. So I always call it a, like a little bit of an optical illusion. If you carry less weight in that area, you'll see more penis on the outside. So it's really common with babies. Babies are pudgy. They've got all these cute little rolls, these little pudges and things like that. And so it's really, really common for babies to get a little bit of extra weight in that area. And then the penis is just sort of hidden by all that little baby fat. 
Um, and then when they grow up, the baby fat goes away and you can see the full penis outside of the body. So that's the number one most common reason that we're not seeing as much of the penis on the outside. There's a second reason, um, and this has to do with how the penis grows and develops. Um, so ultimately, the penis grows a lot in the first two years of life and then really stops growing until puberty. Um, you can really see this well illustrated from an article from the Journal of Urology in uh, 1942. Yep, that's a long time ago, but penis growth hasn't really changed in a long time. Um, but what you can see is that the penis really shoots up in the first couple of years, and then that growth really tapers off. So when you're 10 years old, your penis is not that much bigger than it was when you were a toddler. And then, of course, at puberty, it, which, you know, there's a really wide range of puberty, but it can happen anywhere from, you know, age 12 to age 16, 17. At puberty, that penis size is going to shoot way up. So there's this really awkward time right around the age of 9 or 10 when children are kind of growing on a steady curve, because if you look at the height curve, it's just going steadily, steadily up, 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 up. But the penis curve has flattened out. So the penis is the same size as you were when you were three, but your height is now 10. And so it looks really awkward. I have a lot of parents who come in and they say to me, you know, my 10-year-old penis hasn't grown in six years. And I say, yep, it's not supposed to. It's not designed that way. It sort of grows a lot in the beginning and then it really stops because ultimately you're not really using it for anything. So that awkward period around 10 may look really strange. Um, but that is a natural part of development and parents really shouldn't worry about um, any relationship between the 10-year-old penis and the future penis. Thank you. That's really interesting. And um, it was really great how you kind of walk through the development stages as a child gets older. Um, because, you know, I can imagine as a, as a parent, you know, they want to make sure that their child is developing at the right age and, uh, and stage and making sure that they're hitting those milestones as they age in comparison with other kids and what should be, um, you know, healthy for their child. So that was really interesting. And hopefully that brings some comfort to, to parents for what that timeline looks like. Um, so is there a time, though, that a parent should be worried about their child's penis size? Yeah. So there is a very rare condition called micropenis. It's incredibly rare, but it's when a penis is smaller than, significantly smaller than average. Now, what the average penis size should be is different based on the child's age, um, but roughly speaking, it's a newborn with a penis that's smaller than two centimeters, which means smaller than uh, about three quarters of an inch. Just to sort of give perspective on that, I have a little ruler um, for anyone who's watching on video. And, you know, this, because of course I, of course I have a protractor, I have a pediatric urologist. Um, but this is, you know, this is two centimeters. It's really pretty tiny. Um, and that's three quarters of an inch. So that measurement can be taken in a baby. And again, it's important to do what we call a stretched penile length. So it's not just the penis that you're kind of seeing on the outside. Remember that the penis is anchored to that pubic bone. So the measurement is taken from kind of pushing down against the pubic bone and then stretching the penis to its full length. Um, so if that is significantly smaller than what we would expect for the age, then the child might get that that very rare diagnosis of micropenis, which is really happening in, I think it's about 1 in 1.5 in 10,000 children. So this is incredibly rare. 
but we do see it from time to time. That micropenis diagnosis is a diagnosis that would be made at birth. Um, and again, very rare, but noticeable to the physicians who are kind of doing that first head-to-toe evaluation, checking all the fingers and toes, they would notice that. Um, and then, you know, more of a workup would be done at that time. A micropenis is not something you grow into. So again, that age 10, that's not when we find them. Um, we're really finding them early on. And it's a pretty noticeable difference. You know, the, the kids with the micropenis, you can see that um, pretty clearly. Um, it's also important to remember, though, that you have to do that measurement correctly. You have to push all the way back down to the bone and then stretch the penis out. Sometimes I'll see babies who, you know, some babies are born without a lot of, of baby fat in the area, but some babies already, they're born with little rolls, little pudges, kind of all this cute stuff. And so, you know, the penis you're seeing on the outside is not the full penis. Sometimes we'll also see babies who are born with just a really tight, tight, tight foreskin. And so what you're seeing is you're seeing just the skin on the outside and, and you're not really seeing the penis in the fat. You really have to push back down to the bone to do that measurement. And if you could feel a nice, big, healthy penis under the fat or the skin or anything else, that's a healthy penis that's trapped by skin or fat. That is not a micropenis. That's pretty different. Uh, so while it's rare, it does happen from time to time. And that is one of the things that pediatricians and doctors are looking for when a baby is first born. And so what advice would you have for parents if they start to get worried about their child's penis size? What should they do? Yeah, I think, I think again, this is, it's really important to remember what the penis is good for. Um, you know, why, why do we want a penis? What do we want to do with it? And, and to focus mostly on if that penis is going to serve that child, you know, and do the things they want to do with it. So is this a penis that they are going to be able to use for their future? Are they going to be able to stand up to pee? Are they going to be able to have, you know, sexual function? Are they going to be happy with how it looks? And as long as you can kind of look into adulthood and, and check all those boxes, the size is really the least least important aspects of a penis. You know, there's there's really not a lot of research that shows that penis size matters to partners or matters to to sexual function or or, or urinary function. And I think parents just have to remember that it's it's something that our society tries to focus on a lot. You know, we talk about it a lot in the media. But really, when it comes to someone's health in the clinic or health in their private life, um, the size is just not something that comes up or matters very much. Great. Thank you for all of those wonderful explanations. And Dr. Rowe, again, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Urology Care Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. This podcast has been brought to you by the Urology Care Foundation. Powered by trusted experts of the American Urological Association. For more information on today's topic and for all things urology health, visit urologyhealth.org. That's urologyhealth.org.